Welcome, everyone, to the Air Raid Attack podcast. It's Mike and David, and uh, we're glad that you're listening in as we head towards yet another weekend on um, on a short week for what many would be, I would imagine, having a short week. Like myself, I know some unfortunately don't, and that's perfectly fine as well. However, you guys can feel free to um, actually... um, Get on the poll for Spotify podcasting. I will issue a poll when I do the editing tonight, and we'll get that question out there as soon as possible here during the show. However, we got a lineup galore. But first things first, David, uh, we just got past 4th of July here in America. How was your 4th? It was good. Uh, didn't have it too bad this year. The last year, everything got canceled. Right. Uh, because of COVID. So this year they kind of brought everything back. And uh, um, I went out to the, I was going to go to the car show next door. They have a park next door where they had the fireworks as well. But uh, unfortunately it got canceled because we had rain that Saturday before. And I was not very happy about that. Um, but uh, it was my day off at of work and I was looking forward to going to see some cars. And then I get there and it's like, oh, we canceled because of the rain. I'm like, oh, well, that stinks. It's two years in a row. But uh the fireworks were literally right, right over our heads. It was, uh, you could literally smell the gunpowder. It was awesome. My, uh, I'm sure my hearing, my hearing is a little bit less than what it used to be, but it was worth it. <laughs> Very nice. Mine wasn't too bad. Um, watching fireworks from the house, uh, my youngest, well, my, my daughter was already in bed, so my wife took the youngest son who wanted to go watch some fireworks at mid, um, here in Midwest City. And so uh, they went to do that. And then, uh, unfortunately, I was mowing the yard Sunday and uh, after church. And then, uh, unfortunately, I got, let's just say, quite uh, beat up from the sun. So uh, got quite a bit of blisters on my shoulders. And uh, they're much better. Um, the pain's gone away. So now it's the, it's the healing process. But nonetheless, minus the exception of the blisters, uh, my fourth was pretty was pretty well um, was amazing. Oh, I should you know it was good as well. So um, I'm along with you. I enjoyed it and uh, saw some fireworks out of the out the window um, near the local Air Force base that somebody was shooting off. I don't know if it was them or not, but nonetheless, yeah. it was good. Yeah, and then uh, you've been I'm sure you've been fighting off mosquitoes like crazy too. Oh my god, <laughs> these mosquitoes here. I've gotten worse over the last few weeks, of course, with all the rain we've been getting, um, makes it worse, but it just seems like this year is just really, really bad. Yeah, it has. In fact, uh, for those of you who don't know, listening in, uh, I work for uh, um, Arts and Crafts Retail at the distribution center on the southwest side of the city, and uh, we have radios because the warehouse is so dang big, and uh, we have radios mm-hmm. for all the managers that they can just kind of communicate back and forth to different levels and what have you, and I was standing next to my supervisor and radio 
came on, one of the managers yelled, does anyone know what the pterodactyl spray is? Because <laughs> that's what seems to be getting attacked by. And there are a dime a dozen these days. I mean, we got doors open because we got trucks coming in and going out. And it's like, you know, they're slapping yourself and, or, you know, or, hey, getting bit and you get, start itching. Like, oh, man, another one got me. And we've been, uh, we, we might be having a, 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 a sponsorship coming from Offweed and so much of their product lately, but... <laughs> Hopefully they're. Uh, hopefully this will, will summer will go away and the mosquitoes will go bye bye too because uh, I'm over them. Well, I am too. It's um, especially when I've been mowing. You know, even granted, you know, my backyard for exception. I unfortunately didn't get it done before the rain came, so I kind of bit the dust on that. But even just the front yard itself wasn't even high, and and yet you get eaten up alive out there. Now they're just horrible. I know through Twitter and uh, Facebook and all that stuff, you know, locally people are complaining about how big these guys are. I haven't seen the big ones yet, but I know regardless, they're out there because I'm getting eaten alive. So, but I know we are, uh, what, 55 days, I think, till the meteorological uh, day changes. So we should be getting close to, to fall here. Yep. Yeah. They, might, they might as well just put on a Jason mask and just say, ha ha, suckers. <laughs> there might be a horror movie coming about mosquito invasions you know everybody sees it so you never know what they're what these hollywood writers will do well nowadays uh you know anything's possible i'm sure we'll see a movie about 2020 that's that's yeah. bound to happen i'm sure mosquitoes you know yeah for you know first things first before we get on to the show um you know our our thoughts and prayers goes out to everyone that's going to be affected by this hurricane and i don't know if it's hit yet florida or not but and up and down the east coast or wherever it's going to land stay safe out there definitely <clears throat> you know be careful and definitely out in the west part is especially northwest pacific part of the state uh part of the country i should say dealing with record extreme record heat something that they haven't dealt with if ever and so uh no disrespect to seattle but i think uh mother nature swap wanted to swap uh weather because i think we got yours and you guys got ours but yeah well, we got the basketball team so it's a fair trade <laughs> hey david don't tell them that okay it, just because the fans didn't want them there, <laughs> even though they regret it now. <laughs> yeah, it, it was sitting there. All right, you gotta admit it was just sitting there. Oh, absolutely. One day we'll take care of them. We'll, we'll get the Seahawks eventually. Maybe not, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we got so much to talk about. Speaking of basketball, NBA Finals Game One. Uh, took place and the Suns took care of business. Um, Chris Paul did his thing and the rest was history. And of course, the Suns take game one. Uh, David, your overall thoughts on on that game one um, matchup with the Bucks and the Suns last night, or yeah, last night or Tuesday, I should say. My bad. Tuesday, I'm supposed to screw up on the days here. Tuesday, of course, it's a um, 118 105 win in Phoenix in game one course game two but uh, Giannis ends up with 20 but not enough even though he has 17 boards which is typical Giannis but you know when you have Chris when you, know, you got Chris Paul who scored 32 uh, Booker had 27 uh, DeAndre had 22 and even off the bench Cameron Jordan I think even had 10 uh, 10 for that matter but the Suns just look good I recorded last night uh, with two good friends of mine and I'm just gonna be honest I think I got the Suns in five 
I don't know if this is going to be much of a series. I like the the Suns. I'm still going to stick with the Suns. But what's your recap on this first first game of the NBA Finals? Um, I think it was about as expected as I expected because uh, I knew Phoenix was going to go come out guns blazing. Uh, they were there before um, they were there before the Bucks were. Um, so they had a couple more days of rest to get things in place. And Chris Ball was absolutely motivated. He knew he has his first Finals opportunity, Game One. And he knew what he had to do. So he just – he had that veteran leadership that, quite frankly, Giannis didn't. And uh, I think that led to him because he knew what he needed to do. He played tons of big games in his career. And he had the wherewithal to know what to do, who to go to. And the Suns just said, here's the ball. You do your thing. And he passed it around when he needed to. He took the shots he needed to do. And uh, he made the clutch free throws when he needed to. And uh, just an overall grade-A performance from Chris Paul. Um, the Bucks, uh, they're a young team. Uh, they've got a lot to learn. Giannis was rattled again by the fans chaining the 10 count as they did in Atlanta. But once the game went on, I saw that he was able to uh, tune them out and was able to sink a couple of free throws one way despite the fans chaining. But, uh, um, I think game two tonight, it's going to be more of the same. Uh, just Phoenix is just more experienced in that department. Well, absolutely. And you, you look at, and I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch much of it, I should say. Um, but Chris Paul, nine assists, you know, that's typical Chris Paul. And what I like about this matchup, and granted, it's two teams that really, you know, it's about time we get in the NBA Finals. We have two different kind of style teams. Two different teams doesn't matter. You know, we don't have a LeBron or we don't have a Dwayne Wade. We don't have your typical matchups, you know, the Cavs and Golden State, the Golden State and whoever else. I don't care. San Antonio, they're in the West. Uh, Golden State and Boston. Doesn't really matter who, probably a bad choice on those two, but we don't have your typical consistent, oh, it's another Cleveland, it's another Golden State. They're going to play either San Antonio, oh, they're going to play Milwaukee. You know, they, they this is their first finals, if ever. And so, but anyway, the point is, it's, it's I like this series at the same time. I think the leadership of Chris Paul, I still think this is his last year, especially if he wins a ring. I think he's going to call it quits. Um, I just like the Chris Paul's uh, experience, especially getting the ball passed around, which he's done. Even in Oklahoma City, he did phenomenally well. Throughout his career, he's done phenomenally well. And at the end of the day, I just think the experience from Chris Paul, as long as he can stay healthy, as long as nothing happens to Chris Paul, I think I, I, think I really do. I think Phoenix – Phoenix takes care of business. Yep, I do as well. And I think it'll go at least six games, if not seven games. But I'm with you. I think Phoenix is going to pull this off. I hope they do. It'd be nice to see Chris Paul retire, especially on the high note, because he was one point guard. I'm thinking, I, you know, I really respect, you know, how he plays the game and how he um, brings himself to the table. And not to get a ring would just be a bummer. And there's a lot of great players, you know, not just in the NBA, but NFL and Major League Baseball, and I'm sure in the NHL, you see. He's great players, never winning a ring. And, but it'd be nice to see Paul win one. And, hey, I think uh, that's the best way you can uh, end your career. Yep, I do. I think he's just going to kind of just call it, hey, I had a great career. And I made it to an NBA Finals, and I'm just going to call it quits. And, uh, heck, he can go back, he can, uh, go back doing those uh, State Farm commercials with his fictional brother. <laughs> they got some good ones, I'll admit. That's, that's pretty cool. They're pretty funny sometimes. Well, I know one thing. Um, it's a lot better than Aaron Rodgers' uh, commercials. I can guarantee Yeah, they are. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's not that great compared to Chris Paul. Chris Paul just got that natural uh, 
personality that Aaron Rodgers doesn't. We look at it, and of course leads us to the big news, college football. Anyone knows me, and especially David as well. As we love college football. I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, if you guys don't know, if it's your first time listening, I'm a huge Sooner fan. And so we t- we're going to bring this in the, this NIL, the name, the image, the likeness of college football. Of course, we all know EA Sports is going to bring out, bring back, I should say, the return of NCAA football on your, you know, Playstations, your Xboxes, whatever have you. Now, this is a really... Uh, t- not really touchy, but this is a for some people controversial. I got in an argument with one person, and, and let's just say it went south pretty quick. But you you got it to where the players felt the need that you know if the university is going to make money off of us. Here's you know we should get a portion of it. I get I, I see their I see their side of the story as well. However, here here's my story, and this is where I'm kind of just sticking to it. Is like let's say you Spencer Rattler for example, the quarterback of Oklahoma. A lot of people think he could be potentially a future twenty or future first round pick, uh, NFL draft pick. He could be a future Heisman, maybe a national championship winner. He's already won a Big Twelve championship, but w- let's just put that off to the pasture for now because we don't know. However, let's use Spencer Rattler for example. Now they pass this thing where the NCAA says players can practically sign with these agents, they can make money, so on and so forth. Now, all of a sudden, Spencer Rattler, for example, has his own merchandise chain. He's now, if you want to contact him to get him on the podcast or interviews or what have you, you got to go email his agent, whatever his agent name was. And now, on top of that, he's being sponsored by, he, he got an endorsement and sponsors by Raising Canes, which is, don't get me wrong, they're good food. However, and David, uh, this is probably a Quite a bit of a conversation here, but I'm going to be honest. I get where the players, I get all that. My thing is, you're already technically getting a full ride, you know. That's, I mean, I get, not everybody's getting a full ride. I I, I, I get that part. But at the same time, the person that's being a walk-on is probably not going to get a sponsorship from Coke or Body Armor or Under Armor or any of that crap. It's just not going to happen. So nothing's really going to change. But now we're getting to this point to where we gotta, we got to make sure we take care of everybody. We got to make them happy. At the same time, you got a full ride scholarship, free tuition, room and board, your meals, so on and so forth, is taking care of the most important stuff. You're getting a free academic, uh, free education that a lot of people can't do or will never do. My thing is this, and I'm gonna stick to it. It may eventually, it may work, it may not work. I personally think this is a really, really bad. It's going to really hurt, I should say, the the college football sport. I I, I think this is really going to be a bad idea. Yeah, it is. Here's what's going to happen. You know, if if the NCAA doesn't step in and limit these things, you're going to have, you know, someone like Spencer Radler signing with, I mean, even Nike or Adidas Mm -hmm. or some other big company making millions of dollars in endorsements because, you know, everybody knows who he is. And then you're going to have, you know, this little-known quarterback at Troy or whatever who's going to be wondering, you can have a disparity, a huge disparity between the big guys and the little guys. And, and I mean, I don't have a problem with these guys signing with startups. It helps to, you know, it's, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know the whole story of Nike or Diaz, how they got started, but they started small and got big. And I don't have a problem with these companies that want to get big Right. And use athletes to get along the way as a stepping stone and then getting NFL stars. But there needs to be an income limit on these guys. Otherwise, these guys are just going to go out, make millions and millions of dollars, and there's going to be a uh, a uh, 
just a disparity and it's going to be unfair. And I mean, to use the old analogy, the rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to get poor. Well, and, and you nailed it. it it's it's going to hurt the game because now you're looking at it this way is you can now even utilize it as a recruiting tool. Lincoln Riley or Nick Saban. And obviously those guys really don't need this NIL, this NIL thing to recruit. However, these guys or <clears throat> Coach Day up at Ohio State or or Dabo at Clemson or, you know, doesn't uh, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, they can recruit. And obviously they probably won't need this NIL, this NIL thing to really say, you know, put their name on the table. But it's, they can even utilize this to a T to where, like, well, my players, you know, you come here and and you, you can be like a Spencer or – you can be like, uh, I know Kennedy Brooks um, signed a deal with someone. I'm sure there's other players that did. I just don't follow because I'm not a huge fan up. But I know, again, you can recruit, you can utilize it as a recruiting tool. And like you mentioned, you can have the quarterback at Troy. Where, where, where's where's my end of the bargain? Now, kids that at one point in time wasn't going to go to OU, wasn't going to go to Ohio State, now, granted, if you don't have the grades for it, it doesn't. <laughs> As my dad would always say, it doesn't matter. If you don't have the grades for it, it doesn't matter. You can you can continue to think that you're going to go to OU or the USC's or the Texas's or the Clemson's. But if you don't have the grade point average, obviously it's not going to matter. But if you do, but you you're just not that highly recruited, now all of a sudden, instead of Ball State, I'm going to try to get my chances to go to. You know, Arizona, Arizona State, the Power Five conferences. Let's put it out there, the Power Five. Instead of being down in the the mid majors, you know, I'm happy for them. I just, it's a bad look for the NCAA, and it just for a sport that I really, really love. And don't get me wrong, it's not going to change how I directly feel. I still love college football, but knowing now that these players aren't just playing for the love of the game, now we're adding millions upon millions. And and let's put it, let's put it this way. Is I hate saying this, but there's a good chance that we may have. Hopefully, it's not. You know, it would never happen. But maybe a Spencer Rattler would want to. You know, maybe a little boy that never been to an OU game really wants to take a picture of Spencer Rattler. Hopefully, Spencer Rattler doesn't do it. But there's a good chance he may say, "Hey, I'm not taking pictures. I'm not taking autographs, so on and so forth." But I'll meet you at the game, or we can work something up to where he gets paid for it. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> But me neither. And that's one of the concerns I have is these guys that there's kind of, you know, there's going to be able to basically they're going to lose that amateur status. And then you're going to really get in trouble because you're going to have professionals playing college football. And it's just you, you, you're you just asking for trouble. I hope NCAA, lit. you know, I don't mind the guy, you know, especially walk on, you know, because walk ons aren't scholarships. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're students. They may have academic scholarships, but. Um, they're not athletic scholarships. And, you know, we also all know the story of, you know, Baker Mayfield. You know, he was a walk-on at Texas Tech and transferred yep. to Oklahoma and he became the number one draft pick. So if a walk-on wants to, you know, do something like Baker Mayfield do, did and, you know, use, use that money he's going to come to pay for school, then, hey, I'm all for it. But the NCAA needs to set some rules and regulations instead of step leading it a free-for-all. Well, I absolutely agree. And, you know, hopefully they get to the point to, like, there's got to be a limit, a max limit. Here, here, here's what you can and can't do. You know, yes, we're still, you know, we, yes, we passed this thing. Cool. I, I'm happy for you. I mean, whatever. But there's got to be a cap space, so to speak. It, it's just, I think we're, like you said, the rich, you know, the, like you said, you know, the good, the good saying, the rich gets richer, the poor gets poor. And in this case, 
The Power Five conferences are still going to dominate the, the mid-majors, what I call them. It, they're going to struggle to find players now at this rate because I don't know much about, you know, the, the University of Akron's metropolitan area, but what, let's just say that the big White Castle, I, I, don't, I don't know if White Castle is even in Akron, but let's just say there is. If there is a White Castle in Akron, I don't know if White Castle is going to go out here and support their local quarterback like Raising Canes is to, to Spencer Rattler. I just, I don't know where the drawing line is. I think it's a bad look. Hopefully it doesn't ruin the sport and we'll just see. I mean, well, I guess we'll just have to see how where it goes from here. Yep, most definitely. The last, we're 50 something days, less than two months now from Falls football, but Let's look at uh, another thing that uh, a lot of people. I've watched a few few trials. I haven't watched much, but uh, what what areas are you really looking at and excited for this year in the Olympics? Well, I'm excited about track and field, and uh, well, for one reason, um, there's a very good friend of mine, uh, Mason Finley, uh, is in a discus throw, and this is his second go around the Olympics. Um, he, uh, there's a funny story I'm going to tell you about him uh, when he was in high school. Because I didn't go to high school with him, but when I was living in Colorado with my mom, uh, he was in the area and I got to know him and he's a very good friend of mine. Um, he's going there. I'm looking forward to seeing him, see what improvement did. He didn't do very good in Rio, but again, it was the first Olympics and these other athletes that he was competing against worldwide. They've been doing them most of their lives and they've got experience on him, but uh, he's, I've seen some great improvement from him. Um, I'm also interested in watching uh, the uh, NBA the best, and uh, seeing what the um, players can do. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, I haven't followed the Olympics, honestly, but uh, they're supposed to happen last year, of course, now this year or now uh, they just announced today. Uh, that there's probably not going to be any fans there at all. They weren't going to allow foreign fans, um, foreign spectators. Now they said that even uh, Japanese spectators aren't allowed because they've had a uh, COVID taken off over there. So uh, it's going to be eerie. It's going to be a reminder of last year uh, when we saw empty stadiums. It's going to be mm. awkward. It's going to be weird. But at least they're doing it. And uh, at least they're getting it out of the way. The, this whole thing with Shikari Richards just out of control. <laughs> um, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know the whole story. Again, there's two sides to every story. You got to remember that. When you hear something on the news or you see something dominating your social media feed, you got to understand there's two sides to every story. Mm. And one of them's the truth and one of them's just a fabrication. Um, but from what I've read, she had her mother passed away very suddenly and she got, I guess, was just upset or something and just needed to chill out. So she lit up a joint and then she went in for a drug test. This is uh, sometime after, it wasn't like right after, but it was sometime after there was about, I don't know exactly what the whole measurement thing is, how they measure how much marijuana is your system, but they detected an amount of marijuana, disqualified her from the uh, 100 meter dash and then um, left her off the relay team. So there might be a change, might be on a relay team. They announced it two days ago. She's not on it. She's not going to Tokyo, but there's a gal. I, mean, I don't say a gal because it's still a, I mean, it's a guy. Uh, transgender athlete from New Zealand is going to compete in women's powerlifting. And I mean, if you can do that, you know, claim to be a woman and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and spit my view on this thing. So whether you disagree with this, you know, it's everyone has an opinion. Yep. Um, he's, you can declare yourself a woman, take a whole bunch of estrogen, change your body and compete against women, even though you're biologically male. No, they'll give you a free pass. But heaven forbid, yep. if you can just even the trace amount of marijuana Oh my goodness! You're disqualified. There might not. There might be a chance you'll never compete in the Olympics again. It's it's a huge disparity. It's egregious. It needs to be changed. Well, and you actually took the two things I was actually going to talk about with the Olympics. Uh, the first thing, obviously, I'm. It's sad to see that the fans won't be a part. You know, participating. 
but I totally get it because of COVID and all that stuff. But anyway, so you you look at a surf. I'm, I'm, I don't know much about surfing. Of course, we're from Oklahoma. <laughs> what is there to surf here? Nothing. There's nothing. Lake Hefner? Well, besides Lake Hefner on a good windy day. Um, but yeah, Lake Hefner, I think, will be bad. <laughs> would be about it but i don't know much about surfing but i really like watching that so i'm excited kind of just to see how that sport takes off because it's back i think it's back for the first time since 1912 or some ridiculous thing i read but no i'm with you on that is is we we got the track and you know we got her smoked to join and she and what's funny which i applaud her for she came out and said yeah i did it wasn't one of those things to where you know she's gonna sit here and say oh i don't know what you guys are talking about somebody must have biked my test because some certain team or country didn't want me to, to beat them or whatever uh you know whatever the case may be of course they would get this transgender and that uh, is, is the body lifter and my thing is this we all have an opinion i'm not 100 percent for transgenders and of course people are like Oh, that's just, you know, that's, just, you know, you're, you're, I'm sure I'm whatever, whatever the right word is nowadays is. And so a heathen, I'm sure, but, you know, heaven forbid. <clears throat> and my thing is this, you're, you're a male, regardless of whatever, regardless of whatever you want to think you are, you're a male. You were born with that figure and that's what you are, regardless. You can take pills and the Lord forbid you want to do whatever, but you're still a male at the end of the day. And like you said, and, and that's what I was going to touch upon was, where, where's the where's the the boundaries at? The, the we're going to play fair, the even play, the playing field. We're going to level the playing field. To we got this young woman, you know, for whatever reason she wanted to to smoke a joint and do her own thing. Hey, just because I don't do it, go power to you. You know, I'm not gonna, I ain't gonna judge you. Go do what you got to do. At the same time. You got this guy. Oh, well, you know, no, he's like, well, I'm a female. No, you're a guy. You got this guy that wants to take pills and act like he's a woman to then participate in a women's body lifting competition, which all, well, I hope he loses, first of all. Second of all, uh, which I would imagine he would be the fan favorite. I don't know. Um, to win, because let's be honest, guys physically are stronger than women. Um, that's, I know people are going to be, that's a hot topic. I, yes, there's women out there who beat the tar out of guys. Nothing wrong with that. Definitely power to you. But physical strength to the point is he should win. But I hope he doesn't. Regardless, is we're, we're right back to this thing. We're, we're, we're there's no even level playing field. You know, she gets disqualified, but yet we allow it to come into come into the playing field of body lifting, and all of a sudden. Hey, we're all happy again, and the rest is history. I don't know. I'm like you. I I wish I wish that um, I don't know what the right word is. I wish that there was an even. I mean, I wish the rules were the same for everybody, but unfortunately, it seems like we can just pick and choose what we want to, you know, allow and not allow these days. Yep, pretty much. But um, no, I'm looking forward towards the Olympics. Um, I'm excited. I'm ready for them to start, get some entertainment going through the evenings. I know during daytime, I believe they got some going on too. But um, NFL training camp is just around the corner. Of course, the final, final uh, month of that football of any kind, which I'm stoked about. And, uh, of course, we're going to do a preview show closer to the season, both college football and and, um, and the NFL. Your thoughts, um, what's one team, of course – for everybody that doesn't know, obviously, if you have a favorite team, David, let them know so they can – so <laughs> you can get ragged on too because apparently 
I, I, there's two people out there that they they act a rag on me because um, you know, my quarterback's Drew Locke, but, but yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Denver Broncos fan. I've been a Broncos fan since uh, 2001, uh, when Jake Plummer was quarterback. So about 20 years now, the Broncos fan. I've seen highs, I've seen lows. Um, oh, yeah. I saw him go. Uh, what was it? Four and twelve, 2008. Yep. Led to getting Vaughn Miller from Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of years later, we were on top of the mountain as Super Bowl 50 champions. As uh, that's one thing that Tom Brady will never have, despite how many Super Bowls he won, he will not have the 50th Super Bowl. That belongs to um, uh, Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos, and will always remain in the Broncos territory on that one. Indeed. And of course, uh, OTA's training camp is ready to go. Kicking off here, I think in two weeks for some, less than a week for others. I'm actually, look, I'm excited. Uh, let's be honest, because I'll be honest with you. Um, when when training camp kicks off on the weekends, I know it's, I think it's this year's during the weekdays, but I'll, I'll turn on or at least listen to it on the NFL Network or, or anybody in Really, it's I just like to listen to what's going on. I know Denver's looking good in regards to the secondary receiving core is really looking good. Of course, everybody's got to talk about the quarterback situation. My God, let Drew Locke do his thing and let's see what happens. Um, but anyway, so I'll tell you one team I'm really excited about. And I know Dan, the host of the Time to BS podcast, he always says it because I'm an OU, <laughs> I'm an OU fan, but I'm you know not just from a quarterback standpoint, but from a team standpoint. I really, really love what the Arizona Cardinals did during the offseason and what they got <clears throat> and what they got last year. I really like the chances to really make a scary deep run in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I'm no kidding. And uh, I mean, I was surprised. I mean, everybody said, you know, Kyler Murray was too small to play quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, Larry Fitzgerald was nearing retirement, you know, all these other things. And then he goes out there and proves everybody wrong. And I'm just sitting there just thinking, Kyler, you go, bud. The team I'm looking forward to to watching this year is actually the defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They actually brought back all 22 starters from the Super Bowl on both sides of the ball. First time ever a team has done that. They've already got cohesion. There's not a new player's got to learn this, the coaching scheme or the defensive scheme or the, you know, the style offense that the head coach runs. They're already a cohesive unit, and they're they're just going to go out there guns blazing. They're just going to be able to pick up right where they left off in February, and they're going to probably be the team to beat in the NFC again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at it, <clears throat> that defense that tore apart Patrick Mahomes uh, in the Super Bowl was phenomenal. Well, they've been phenomenal all year, but that night they were just extremely phenomenal. Uh, it reminded me so much of the – Defensive performance Denver had in the Super Bowl 50 against Carolina, but my I like I like Tampa. I know people are like, well, you like Tom Brady? And I hey, I respect the heck out of that guy. Yeah, we get tired of seeing him. I get that, but uh, I I think Tampa still runs that NFC South just for the simple fact that Atlanta has <laughs> they just have issues right now. They I, yeah. I don't know what their identity even is. New Orleans, now they got to find a quarterback that can at least somewhat replace Drew Brees. Obviously, they're not going to completely replace him. He's got big shoes to fill in that department. And Carolina's still trying to get uh, the Matt Rule era to kick off. I still think he'll succeed. I'm a little surprised he took – he was the guy they went with. But he did a phenomenal job anywhere he goes. He succeeds. Temple, of course, down at Baylor and nearly uh, BOU twice. But – 
No, um, I think he'll do well. I, I still think Tampa's the team to beat. It definitely in the NFC. Dallas, I don't think it's going to be much. I'm sorry, Dallas fans. You you guys just, you're not my fan favorite to begin with. And second of all, as long as Jerry Jones is the owner and the CEO and the GM and the whatever else he wants to call himself, as long as he has 110 billion percent control of every position in that front office, they're just not going to win. And I might bite my words this year. I doubt it, but I don't see Dallas making a run. But, no, I think camp is a team of beat in the NFC. And, you know, in the AFC, I like what Cleveland did in the offseason. I don't have them yet competing in the Super Bowl, but I think, again, I think, I think if I can talk right, they can get there, um, at least the AFC championship game. Of course, Kansas City still going to be Kansas City. But, you know, there's one team that I really keeping my eyes on that made us some noise last year, I think can really make some noise this year is Buffalo. I think Josh Allen and Buffalo can really make a run. And right now, you know, until I can get my previews all set up, right now they're my lead favorite to to beat uh, to play Tampa in the Super Bowl this year. Yep. And they've got experience now. They were a little bit uneasy last year and haven't been that far. And then, of course, there was just a few fans because we were still in the middle of COVID. But – um, I think this year they'll be have full fans, full stadiums, and they'll be able to make a deep run into the postseason. And they'll have experience knowing what that's like, and experience counts. Well, a lot of people don't realize it does count. And and you look at it, especially from Buffalo's standpoint, I get now they're getting a new stadium, which is pretty cool. Um, but that's years down the road. Uh, which I'll talk to, speaking of stadiums, I know it's changed the subject, but before we get there, but no, I think Buffalo. I really like what they're what they're going to bring. I love Josh Allen, of course. You know he scorched Denver last year, and rightfully so. A team that passed on Josh Allen a few years back in the draft, which a lot of people thought. So that's why we love the draft. It's it's a Russian roulette, regardless of who it is. So, but speaking of stadiums, I'm not for sure if you heard this, David, or not. Your thoughts on the potential exiting? of Soldier Field for Chicago Bears. What's your thoughts on this thing? Well, um, I don't like it. Um, Soldier Field has been around for decades. Oh, uh, yes. Um, I think it's in the 1920s when they built the darn thing. And they and it, it's not falling apart, at, uh, at least I don't think. I mean, it's been upgraded, obviously, with, you know, technology and, you know, th- new things have come. But it's a sound stadium. And – you know, you go to Soldier Field, you're playing, you know, you're in Chicago. You know it's Chicago. It is synonymous with the name Chicago Bears. And, you know, and I don't like the fact that, you know, if the stadium is falling apart and, you know, you're having infrastructure issues, you want to build a sparkling new stadium, that's fine. But when there's nothing wrong with your current stadium, you just want to build a new stadium because you know the NFL likes to give Super Bowls to brand new stadiums. You're going to start to lose fan base. And when you start to lose fan base, the taxpayers aren't going to be too happy because they're going to be paying for a stadium nobody's using. Well, exactly. And, of course, you know, you look at Soldier Field. I've never been there. But you look at Soldier Field. I'm scrolling through the stats real quick. It opened in October 9th of 1924. It's practically near the downtown Chicago area. It's near located near the south side of Chicago. They've been there forever. Uh, it's the, hist- the history of this team. 
it's been all at Soldier Field if you think about it. But I get, you know, everyone wants to do bigger, better, you know, build bigger, nicer things. Okay. If Soldier Field, now I don't know what condition Soldier Field is in. I've never been there. I really don't hear any bad things about the condition of it. As far as I know, it's in great condition. I know the last renovation was, I believe, was 03, but that's fine. Um, you're still 18 years ago, but should still be in decent condition. But you know, that's the thing about outdoor stadiums. You got the wear and tear. I mean, that's just how that stuff works. Now, if the stadium's, you know, just this thing's crumbling, this thing's too much to fix, it's not worth it. Okay, cool. Then I could see something. But from what it sounds like, from what I'm hearing and reading, it just sounds like they just are going to up and leave is from what I'm hearing. And their lease is, I think, through 2036. I don't know how you can get out of leases of stadiums. I don't know how that works. That's way above my pay grade. But I know there's land, I guess, they're trying to get. Obviously, the city is like, oh, yeah, we would love the Bears. Well, who wouldn't? I I hate to see these historic, you know, stadiums are non-existent. You know, I remember high, you know, I remember <clears> – <throat> Excuse me, Three Rivers Stadium, Veterans Stadium, uh, Silver Dome, uh, Cowboys Stadium in Irving, yeah, the Texas hole in the roof, the old Mile High Stadium. You know, the yeah. list goes on and on. Yankee Stadium, of course, in the Major League Baseball, that's no longer around, which I thought was a sports sin to ever tear down the Yankee Stadium. But Yankee Stadium is no longer around. Yeah, the new Yankee Stadium, well, no longer new. It's about 12 years old, but still, New Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it might be nice. It never been there, but it might be nice. But you just cannot replace the history of it. And Soldier Field's just history of the NFL. And you know, I, I know the NFL can't, you know, stop these teams from doing what they got to do or what they want to do. But I think it, you know, it should, from a sports fan aspect, and Chicago Bear fans should be doing saying that this, the NFL should come in like, hey, you guys can't leave because of the history of it. It's like saying Green Bay, like Green Bay wants to leave Lambo. It would just be exactly. man. But um, no, it, it's going to be interesting um, what happens. You know, if they playing a Super Bowl in Chicago would be brutal. <laughs> it's getting man. Well, uh, they didn't. They did in New Jersey and New York, New Jersey with the new uh, new MetLife Stadium, yeah. and uh, that was interesting. It was about forty degrees at kickoff, and it got even to Peyton Manning because the Seahawks came in and just blasted the Broncos. And uh, so it was – the NFL is willing to do it, but you don't want to do it in Chicago because you get that that wind off Lake Michigan and you're going to have some unhappy fans. And you have unhappy fans in today's market, you might as well just start kissing your money goodbye. But, um, no, we'll see. It's going to be interesting nonetheless. Um, I would hate for them to leave Soldier Field. I mean, never been there. I would like to visit one day. But just the history of that field. But, hey, I get it. It's all about the money. You know, bigger, better things. I, I get it. But sometimes history, you just can't replace history, though. Which... And uh, this one's a very, very touchy subject. No pun intended. I'm sure you've heard, David. I'm sure everybody that's listening and uh, has heard. Trevor Bauer, Dodgers pitcher, probably their ace, uh, Clayton Kershaw, can't stay healthy if his life depends on it. But Trevor Bauer, 
Phenomenal pitcher for the most part. This past week, week and a half now, he's would say designated leave assignment, um, so on and so forth. Why you ask? Well, if you guys haven't heard, which even if you're a sports fan, somebody's had to heard. I'm sure it's been on every news station, at least when it broke. Of course, allegations of the woman, I don't know how she's related to this guy, came out and said practically, I shouldn't say practically, allegations are that Trevor Bauer abused her. Um, it was non-consensual. Um, actions, what took place. You know, her statement, I read <clears throat> when it first came out, I read again last night during another, another recording. I just, I didn't read it on air, but reading it is just extremely disturbing of how she described it. She sent the, the pictures were released. Uh, of course, you know, I haven't, <clears throat> all the ones I've seen, of course, covers her eyes and really, and unfortunately and sadly, her eyes were <laughs> You know, they were shut. They were swollen. They were eyes swollen, markings all over her face, scratches on one of the side of her cheeks. I think it's the right side from that one picture of you I saw. Uh, I'm not going to get into details of her uh, statement. Uh, one, it's a, you know, we're going to try to keep it a family. <laughs> you know, it can we can be controversial. Uh, this one, though, is, is out of respect to her and, and kids that do listen to the show are you know, parents let the kids listen to the show. I know my, my oldest son listened to this and he shouldn't be hearing it. So I'm not going to go into her her statement. But David, this, this is bad look. This is really, really bad. And another question last night, <clears throat> I asked um, Dan and, and, and Clyde, and I'll ask you on this one. And it's simple, but unfortunately you have to ask it because a lot of people, you know, will, applaud this guy because they think oh it's just another woman trying to get a guy's money well not all the time is that the case i really promise you that um from her statement that i won't get into i'm sure you better if not you know if you're up for it um at, you know your own can sit on that but the dodgers obviously did the right thing they pulled him from the rotation he was originally supposed to start on this past sunday his bobblehead night, I believe, it was either last night or this upcoming homestand or this weekend. They pulled that. They pulled all the merchandise. I don't know if he's on the roster on the website. I don't know. Didn't check that out. But I do know those things. Of course, he's on what they would consider leave of absence, which is, hey, just, you know, we're going to let, you know, you're going to take a leave of absence until we can figure this out, just like in case, pretty much like a police officer would. If, if he uh, – did something that a lot of people thought was not right, then, hey, we're going to take a leave of absence to figure this out. Okay, cool. Protocols, protocols. No, nothing wrong with that. David, uh, I applaud the Dodgers for what they've done so far. Um, but at the end of the day, this is more than sports. This is the reality part. And consensual or not, at this point, it's, it's domestic violence. And regardless of whatever relationship they got going on, but this was disturbing. It was, and when I saw it, I was like, you got to be kidding me, because I was, you know, you and I are both New York Yankees fans, and they missed out on the Trevor Bauer sweepstakes, yep. and I was saying, he's going to go to Dodgers, and then he does pretty good, and then this is folks, when this, when this broke a week and a half ago, I was so thankful he's not on the Yankees. The Yankees got problems right now, this could be just the exacerbation of that, of everything they have. But what I want to uh, say is this. Major League Baseball and the Dodgers have one chance to get this right. Like I said earlier in this episode, 
there's two sales to every store. Yep. So we got to figure out, let the, you know, keep them on leave. There. And, the, and the way the, the CBA is, you can only put me on leave for seven days. Mm-hmm. But he can extend it unlimited times. So they're going to extend this leave until we figure out what the truth is. And and right now, the truth is in the favor, in the woman, in the favor of the woman. Right now, we got to see what the, every piece of evidence that there is. But if it's proven that Trevor Bauer did this, I mean, I hate to say this, but he needs a Pete Rose treatment. He needs to be banned mm-hmm. from baseball for life because you don't want a black eye like the NFL had with the whole Ray Rice situation. You don't, you can't afford another black eye. You've had the steroid era. You've had this whole sticky substance that we talked touched on last week. You've got one chance to get this right and you better not blow it because if you blow it, you're going to, there's going to be, you know, what to pay. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I tweeted out last week and if you guys don't follow me on, on Twitter, it's on here with Mike on my personal one. Uh, I tweeted out, uh, it was something to the degree and I'll, Pull it up here if I can get to it really, 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 really quick because I talk faster than I do. Look, um, no, I tweeted out last week, and no, you're right. I mean, it, you look at the Major League Baseball, and especially with the historic franchise that the Dodgers is, you know, going back to the Brooklyn Dodger days. I mean, this is this is history of a, and this is history historical team. You know, coming off a World Series championship, which a lot of people didn't think they would do, um, so on and so forth. My tweet that I tweeted out last week or when it took place on the uh, 28th of June. So last week, um, no, that's not it. There it is. 30th of last week. That was another tweet. 30th of last week. Never should at Bauer outage be allowed to pitch another inning or be allowed back on the diamond. His career is, and should be over. And of course, hashtag, I think MLB and Dodgers and so on and so forth. You know, the disturbing part is, and of course, I got your tweet, which, you know, it's, it's, I totally agree with you. The allegations are strong. Of course, I'm definitely glad that uh, <laughs> the Yankees didn't win on his troop stakes. Um, and of course, I don't know if the person, if he's, you know, his, his things from Winnipeg, Canada. I don't know if this guy is a legit guy. He could be a troll. I really don't know. But then he says, don't worry. He has all the, his sexual encounters on video to prove he wasn't there that night. Okay, well, first of all, joke and no joke, that's not hilarious. That's not funny. Um, obviously, he was there. And her statement, she woke up and actions were still going on in place. So, needless to say, he was there. Now, if you're the Major League Baseball, I totally agree with what you said. You, you, got, you got stuck with, well, here's Pete Rose, the gambling issue. Not a big deal, you, you specifically. And let's be honest, I'm sure there's a lot more players that do it than Pete Rose. But Pete, just, Pete Rose is having to get caught. Pete Rose, then you got Pete Rose. Then you had a steroid issue that lasted quite a bit. And nobody can now at this point, if you hit a home run, everybody went to test it because you might have took a steroid. Kind of quiet for a little bit, not much, but for a little bit. Now we're into the sticky situation. And unfortunately, right now it's proven right because Garrett Cole, the New York Yankees, can't pitch if his life depends on it. Um, his numbers has, has skyrocketed since. Not just him, but you know, everyone's – everyone's the pitchers are getting hit left to right. So, needless to say, there must have been something there. Now, you get into this domestic thing. Rewind back to the New York Yankees with uh, Domingo Herman. <clears throat> he got caught with a uh, domestic abuse type of thing. Then you got – I want to say a, a Royals Chapman 
at one point a while back um, was in a situation. I could be wrong, but I know there's certain players that caught. What I'm trying to say is regardless of who they are, is domestic, we're right back to this thing, but the NFL continuously has issues with Ray Rice and Tyree Kill, and there's a whole list that you can name. It would, it's just sad. But this is where the league can really make or break the look of the, of the organization. Either one or two things. They can look at it and say, hey, we got to put a foot down on this thing. And Bauer, you know, you're phenomenal talent. And uh, I'm glad that you make YouTube videos, I guess, from my herd. I never seen them. But you make YouTube videos, you know. But right now, we we don't allow this. We're you're you're done. That's that's and me personally, David, I don't know how you feel, but I, I think if the major league baseball punish him, let's just say for two years and allows him to come back, it's still a bad look for the major league baseball. Most definitely. And I mean, and, and I'm not knocking, I'm not saying that, oh, just because you have a DV charge against you means you're going to get a lifetime ban. No, I'm talking about a lifetime ban because of the violentness yep. of this Nate, of, the, of this case. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, you want to go read her statement, look it up. Um, I'm with you. I'm not going to keep it family friendly. I'm not going to read any part of it. No. But you, you got to understand, this is a bit of, I mean, he could have nearly killed her with what he was doing. And I mean, this is a, this Major League Baseball needs to make a statement with this. They need to put their foot down and say, hey, we're not going to tolerate this. No other sports league should tolerate this. We're going to set an example. You do this kind of behavior, you're never going to pitch an inning in any kind of Major League Baseball. And then now you've got, of course, the new minor league system that just came out this year, the new structure where every minor league team has an affiliate. So I'm sure with a, with a, uh, with a major league band, you're not going to be able to pitch in the minors anywhere because you're not going to be able to be called up and no team's going to have you on a roster spot if you're just going to take it from a prospect. And then you're going to go down in these independent leagues aren't going to really take a chance on you. So your career's over. They need to send a statement and they need to do it correctly to get one chance to do it. Oh, absolutely. And I'm scrolling through, you know, and a lot of people, if you know baseball, former Dodger, uh, I, I call him a great. I thought Dave Stewart was one of the best to play um, pitching wise for the Dodgers, if not for the league. But you look at it, and, I, I, and it's funny because, you know, and it's not funny, but I like what. <clears throat> What uh, Dave Stewart said in an article in USA Today was he was disappointed of how the Dodgers handled it up until the league practically told them what to do. And he practically, you know, he, he's, he goes on to say, you know, he was unfortunately, you know, he's horrified from the pictures that he saw and as everybody should be. Um, he practically said all in caps, he broke the unwritten rule of how you should treat a woman. And I absolutely 110% agree. I, I think Trevor Bowers is done. Uh, I know the question I think might've been Dan or Clyde. Does anybody pick him up? I say, I think Dan asked it. I say, no, I don't think anybody picks him up. Dodgers going to have to release him. I think that's what they should do is release him. And really, I don't see any team picking him up. Um, just for the simple fact that you pick him up and you're really putting a bad look on your organization. And right now, and, and not even right now, but the days, the culture that we live in now, nowadays where literally everything you say, do blink an eye, you're judged on. I think this is a statement. Like you said, I totally agree. Um, this is a statement that the league says, hey, 
let's put our foot down. We got to end this because this could get really bad really quick or even get out of control. And I know a lot, I was scrolling through that night. I was scrolling through a lot of tweets. A lot of women was tweeting out uh, one or two of them that's going to be on the show in July or August or August or September, I should say, is before football season because they're both Brown fans. But it is, if the league allows this, what you're telling to the, all the guys out there, now granted, all, the, all of us guys aren't, you know, the abusers, the rapists, the, the whatever. Um, but you're you're sending a signal or a message to the women, like, you guys don't matter to us. Have fun. Best of luck. And you condone domestic abuse, sexual abuse to a T, and really <laughs> attempted murder. I mean, in my case, would I be wrong, David, to say that this was almost borderline attempted murder? Well, we're going to have to see what happens, but based on the evidence I see, I think it may have been. I mean, he just he got out of control is what happened, and I don't know what went through his brain, what was going on, but he got out of control, and you know, you've lost a lot of fans um, to this political issue of social justice, and sports leagues are suffering. I, mean, I think, I mean, last year, remember the NBA, well, COVID and social justice lost a billion dollars in revenue between the two. And if Major League Baseball doesn't do the right thing with this, they're going to lose millions because fans aren't going to tune in. They're not going to support a league that condones violence against women. Trevor's 30 years old, so you're looking at, you know, he probably could go <clears throat> another six, seven years. I don't know what his contract is with the Dodgers, but he could go another six, seven. But with this thing, it I hope this thing drags out. I hope this thing drags out to where the court, you know, the, the trial doesn't start till next year. So that puts him at 31. And, you know, I, I hope what he gets, well, first of all, I hope he, what he gets, what he, I hope he gets what he deserves. And first off, secondly, <laughs> consensual or not. And uh, people, I hate when people say, well, it was consensual. Okay. I, I, I think, consensual maybe on other stuff i don't think she consensualized being beaten up literally beaten no, up. i mean you must be i mean i'm not gonna get good touch that one with a 10 foot pole yeah. but uh yeah but no one signs up so hey i want to be violently treated tonight you know i want to make love with my partner and be violently treated by him and that, yeah. that, that, just, that, that, that that's impossible yeah i, I <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I just, it's not a laughter like, oh, this is funny. No, it's a laughter like, I just don't see what the consensual at this part, you can even relay that as, well, it was consensual. You know, his thing is, well, it was consensual. She told me that was her. Okay, I, I can guarantee you 110% had she go that night, whether it was in the hotel, his house, I don't know where they were at, her house, I don't know, wherever it took place at, I highly doubt that someone would tell her, hey, you're going to get practically beaten up where you can't see, you can't walk. You don't know at that point had any feeling below your waist, so you don't know what's going on. And you're all right with that. Oh, I don't think she would say, oh, that was fine. I, I can centralize that. I, I, just, I don't see that happening. No, neither do I. You know, I think, I'm, I mean, this, this, this is just, like I said at the beginning, baseball's got one chance to get this right, and they need to get it right, and they need to do it quickly because the, the more things they let this thing 
that's about a lot of the control. The bigger the black guy is going to get on them. Well, um, I know one thing. Like, as you know, hopefully, hopefully things will pan out in her favor. I really, you know, I'm rooting her on. Hopefully, well, first and foremost, I hope she gets a good recovery. Uh, I, I don't I haven't heard anything from the MRIs or any of the tests that came back, so I don't know if they even ran. I'm sure they ran by now. Um, I haven't heard any other health reports or anything, so. I don't know exactly what they found or didn't find or what have you. Hopefully she gets a good recovery out of this thing. And, you know, before I move on to the final subject, uh, I just hope that uh, he gets what he deserves. You know, I'll go on along with the story. There's two sides. We won't know till the end. But right now it's not looking for Trevor. It's looking good for Trevor. And nonetheless, if everything pans out the way a lot of people see it, I just, I just hope he gets what he deserves. Yeah, me too. I mean, this is, I mean, one of my favorite, one of my things is justice. I mean, right now, pledge of allegiance, justice for all. And yeah. you're gonna sit there and tell you that, you know, that because your person that did this to you is a multi-million dollar athlete, he gets a different treatment than the common man, and that should never be. We're all one and the same. We should all be held to the same standards. When it comes to our behavior. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I always tell people, they always look at me weird when I say it, but if he doesn't get justice on earth, he's going to get it eventually. So, you know, power to him and I I wish him the best. Yep, pretty much. And uh, last but not least, on a good note, or somewhat good note, the XFL announced they're going to try to make – Another attempt, but it won't be until 2023 uh, for the XFL. Of course, the Canadian Football League and the XFL uh, in the discussions of any kind of potential merger. Don't know what it looks like for the CFL side of it. I know they're financially just struggling, of course, uh, due to COVID-19 from last year. But you look at the XFL, and I think after two tries, I don't know, hopefully third time's a charm for The Rock and for the league. But I know we talked about spring football on previous episodes um, with you on here. Nothing obviously probably going to change, but again, we'll kind of briefly talk it. The XFL announcing 2023. Do you at this point see the XFL making it or even relaunching at this point? Well, I think they will, but it all depends on their financial standpoint. Uh, where things are. I mean, you know, we know we're, we're starting to get out of this pandemic, but then I'm watching the news every night and they're talking about this variant, this Delta variant that's spreading across the South. And I have to see where the teams are going to be. And, you know, if we're going to go right from one pandemic into the next one, and we're just, if, it, if, if this thing's obviously going to be around forever, you know, our fans wanted to take that risk. I mean, you know, that they're, um, the fans are packing stands right now because they you know, haven't been able to do that for the last year and a half or so. And so they're getting out of their system. But I don't know how – if they're going to be able to build consistency with it. And, you know, and then if they work out a deal to get players, where are they going to get the players? You know, what are they going to do? What are the contracts going to look like? You know, what's what's the salary cap going to be like? You know, what's, what's, your, what's, the, what's the internal structure? You know, who's the commissioner going to be? You know, all this other thing. There are things – There's starting a sports league is more than just, you know, gathering a hoopla amount of money 
and a plethora amount of money and picking eight cities to start with and say, you're going to have a team, you're going to have a team, you're going to have a team, let's play ball. You've got to get your structure together because otherwise it's like a, a house of cards in a tornado. It ain't going to stand for very long. Well, exactly. And, you know, it's a bummer that the ZFL and the XFL uh, couldn't get something. I mean, you know, I know the rules are a little pretty much the same. Size-wise, the fields are different uh, compared to the NFL to the CFL. You know, I'll watch it from time to time on ESPN or whatever channel that they are. Yeah, I don't know half the people that's playing, but it's it's something to watch. But uh, nonetheless, <clears throat> hopefully they can get something coming. You know, obviously we're still two years away from the relaunch if if that's what they're what they really want to plan. But as you mentioned, uh, you got this Delta uh, COVID virus or whatever they call it, uh, especially starting to spread. Oklahoma's being mentioned. I think Missouri, Arkansas. Uh, Louisiana, I think was, but anyway, doesn't matter. But <clears throat> we'll see. This is a very of that uh, where that goes and where that puts us at. Yeah, will we see another lockdown? I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I can't predict that stuff, but nonetheless, um, hopefully. I mean, I know spring football is not really thought of of the in the um, the United States and. I don't know if it's going to be. I know the USFL hopefully is still intact, um, playing their thing. Hopefully they can get that going. But nonetheless, I still think spring football can succeed. But I'm not going to lie. I, I really liked watching the Division One AA, the FCS. I really liked watching that in spring this past year. I did too. And it was a nice uh, – and it gave chances – you know, for people to really see what these schools can offer um, because they're usually over, overshadowed by the 1A when it comes to TV airtime. You know, you know, they're talking about, you know, you know, they had so many million viewers watching, you know, the Clemson-Alabama matchup. You had so many people watching Notre Dame-Georgia. You know, or the Iron Bowl, these big high-profile games. And then, oh, hey, North Dakota State and Montana are playing in a thing. And then you get this, well, who cares? But the spring football gave them a chance to show off. And now I think a lot more people are like, hey, there's a pretty good team that, that's up there in mm-hmm. Montana, North Dakota, and all these other schools. They're a little smaller. They don't have the big guns of the, you know, the power five, but they can play some ball. I liked it. I mean, obviously they're probably not going to go back to it. Nonetheless, Hey, if college football wants to make a spring league out of that thing, I'd be perfectly fine with that. I'll be watching that. I know it's, Division One AA or FCS, whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> but uh, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be tuning in if that was the case. Yep, I mean, I always talked about football, and the one I knew was the football fan. I said, "You don't like to watch grown men in jerseys and pads whacking the holy crap out of each other for entertainment?" I mean, there's something manly about football. You know, two good men going a hundred mile an hour it seems to crash into each other. There's something manly about it. I don't know what it is, but it just came to me. <laughs> well, <clears throat> sometimes I'll, I'll I'll find the arena football on TV. I think it's on the stadium channel or whatever the channel is called. And yeah, and uh, it, it's all right. I still miss it. It is. I do too. And in fact, I was watching. Uh, well, some YouTube compilation, and there was a game. I think it was Tampa Bay, with Tampa Bay's arena football team. Uh, they had their kickoff, of course. You know, it was a, a short field mm-hmm. for the NFL, 
And the guy caught the end zone, which was pretty easy to do. And then a fan reached out from the stands and grabbed him and held him back. And uh, the referee's like, wait, but you can't do that. And uh, the fans were running around high-fiving him and doing all kinds of things. And he obviously got ejected and banned from the arena. But I'm like, I was like, well, well if I ever get a chance to ask him, I was like, was it worth it doing what you did? <laughs> well, he I'll just see that clip on. I'll just see that clip on Twitter. You can take a look at it. It's pretty funny. I mean, the guy catches the ball. He's about to run it back. All of a sudden, he's grabbed from behind by a fan. I mean, it's just the last thing you would expect. But then again, it's arena football, so the fans are right there. Oh yeah. And one thing I liked about arena football is the narrow goalposts. Those are actually mm-hmm. pretty entertaining. You don't have this wide. You know, I don't know how long, how wide the NFL goalposts are be, but. Arena football, I think it's like two or three feet. That's it. And you've got a very narrow window to kick that thing in. And uh, and then, of course, if it's deflected, maybe we turn for a touchdown. So uh, it's quite an interesting thing. I wish it just, you know, would take off, you know, because I think it's a chance to uh, really be, you know, a, a lot of fun for entertaining. But that's just me. Well, I never read a, a rumor. I'm just going to put a rumor. I'm not putting too much truth into this one, but – you know, I think someone posted on Twitter. It's been probably two, three weeks now. I, I really didn't put too much effort into researching it. But, you know, supposedly the, the actual Arena Football League's supposed to come back. Now, I don't know. Again, like you, you know, we can't believe everything the internet says, unfortunately. And, and some people just like to post stuff just to post stuff. But, um, but no, I mean, hopefully they will. The IFL, I really would love to see the IFL get bigger. It seems like they're the, the they're the top of the league in regards to arena football that, you know, the one that they're really, everybody's talking about, not everybody's talking about, but from what I'm seeing, um, but, you know, hey, we'll see about the arena football. If they can make it, I wouldn't mind OKC just getting a team. Just give us a team back, and um, I'll be yeah, good with it. I will be too, just to have something, you know, some professional sports team, even if it's, you know, considered minor league. It would be have a professional sports team, you know, because, you know, not everybody can drive down to Norman or up to Stillwater every weekend and, you know, be able just to go downtown OKC for, hey, let's go to a football game and have a little fun. It would help the downtown area even more. 100%. And um, we'll see uh, what that holds. We will. But, uh, that's all we got, guys. It's been a wonderful show. Of course, uh, the new, you know, as always, listen on to us on iTunes, and you can get us on Google and iHeartRadio, Spotify, and so many more. Wherever you get your podcast from, listen to us on there. Also, listen to us on Alexa. All you got to say is, hey, Alexa, play the Air Attack podcast on Amazon Music, and you can listen to us there. If you don't even have an Alexa, you can listen to us on Amazon Music as well. David, uh, we, any, any fun plans for you this weekend, sir? I actually do. I've got uh, well, we'll work this weekend. Uh, this is a busy season at work, so we work every other Saturday, but we're usually out by noon. And so we don't, it's like we still got half the day to do what we want to do. And um, I've actually got a uh, uh, fellowship with my uh, Sunday school class at church. Uh, we're going to have a little swim party, taco party up at someone's house. And uh, we're just going to have some fun and just enjoy this beautiful weather we're having. Hey, nothing wrong with that. And, uh, Definitely enjoy it. I know it's not, from what I read, it's not supposed to get hot anytime soon. So I'm sure that'd be a, um, don't be like me though. Make sure you wear, make sure you <laughs> cover your shoulders 
And don't be like me and think that you can get your mowing done in less than an hour and expect not to be burned. Burned. Yeah, like I got uh, I got burned on the back. Sprayed sunscreen on a couple weeks ago, and and I was like, I didn't get the back of my shoulders, and they were pretty red. So I was like, <laughs> make sure I gotta make sure I get all the exposed areas because if you, it's like you know, it's like the, uh, you know, you know, you think you got it all, and it's like your mom, you know, that they will, it would, they would, they will, the rays will find you. It was like they'll find the, the spot they got. They they don't, they don't discriminate. <laughs> well david have a wonderful weekend you do the same mike it's been a yeah, pleasure being on hey love having you on everybody uh, make sure i'll get that question added on spotify question of the day plain and simple should trevor bauer these the pitcher for the los angeles dodgers get the mlb ban and should he join pete rose in the clubhouse on the MLB band, but I'll get that all set up for you guys to vote on that on Spotify. Well, David and I will see you all next week, same time, same place. Have a wonderful weekend. David, take care of yourself, and we will see you all next week.